guys. Hey, hey, hey. It's your favorite podcast in all the universe. <laughs> the Unwritten Podcast. It's your girl, Nastaha. It's Ihan. Hey, it's Amel. And this week we're having a very special episode for you guys. If you can guess, you already know. <laughs> it's all about the motherland. It is. It's July. So all of July is dedicated to Somalia and me. Somalia <laughs> and me. I'm claiming it. <laughs> July is my month. Wow. It feels it. weird to be back in front of this mic. Really. I know, it's so weird. It's been a while. I feel yeah. like I have the nerves from the first time we ever recorded. Like, I have that nerves again. Which is weird because it's we're in a room, just us three. Why the hell am I nervous? I don't know. Yeah, I better get because it together. Of the mic. <laughs> get it together. You guys already know I'm always ready to talk, so I'm ready. Y'all are nervous. I'm not. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm fantastic. All right. Keep that energy. Sure. <laughs> Keep that energy, sis. All right. Let's get things going. This is like the first episode back, so it's going to be a bit different from our usual, uh, you know, episodes that we've done. Anyways, we're going to move on to the highs and lows. Do you guys want to share what your highs and lows are? Um, my high for this week would be moving. Um, well, it's not really for this week. I moved while the time that we were on the break. And so, um, my high is just living in a new atmosphere. I'm glad to have new neighbors. I'm, I'm just glad to be out of my old, uh, apartment. And my low would be... I was actually reading about Justice for Shukri earlier. And I feel like there's been a low. Like, mm-hmm. that girl that drowned in the UK, if nobody... if if you you haven't been on social media basically um but yeah it's just reading about the story and just it i don't know it's just there's a lot going on in this world and it just makes me so sad that um she like no one's coming forward on um, what, what they saw mm-hmm. like there's like no information um, i mean there is but it's like people are suppressing it i saw a little thing saying that one of the teachers was telling the kids not to say anything yeah, and I heard, I don't know if I'm hearing this right, but, like, the school changed their uniforms yeah. so they don't be associated with her. That's then, messed up. That's so sad. So yeah. I don't know I think that would be a low for me, too. That was just really sad when I was reading about that story. Especially, like, um, she just recently came from a refugee camp. camp. Um, but, yeah. Um, my high, I would say, just having the weekend, like, just having the weekend off, I feel like. I don't know. I'm going to take this weekend off so I feel like that's a high I'm looking forward to you go girl um my high is it's July um I love July I told you guys this is basically my month it's my birthday month so I love all of July is dedicated to me um my low I don't think I have a low really I think it's just let me just do double high so my birthday month and on independence day that's my high and then my second high is um J. Cole and the Dreamville team um, came out with a documentary and a new album, so I'm super excited about that. Um, so that's what I'm going to get into this weekend. Wait, is the Dream Dreamville <coughs> team is he like part of them? Or yeah, is, so is yeah, like it's like yeah, it's like it's it's not a group per se, but it's like a label. Oh. Yeah, so it's like the Dreamville team. So is it his album? It's all of them, it's like everybody who's yeah, everybody oh. who's on it, and the outside artists as well. Because I, I already like I saw the the list for it. Ti is mm. on it. Like there's a bunch of Buddy I think is on it. Mm, okay. Um, so there's like other artists that are on it too that collabed with him. They just like booked. I guess they booked like a studio and just had friends come over. It was like a little shindig and then That's recorded nice. a whole album. Yeah, I'm super excited to listen to it. I have not had ch- a chance to do that. That is nice. So, let's get started with our main topic for today. The only Independence Day we recognize is Somali Independence Day. Yeah, so July 1st. Um, So, we just wanted to kind of talk about that. Like, it's such a good time. Like, I don't know. I like... 
everyone, I feel like on social media, just post blue pictures and, like, flag and Somali music, and it's amazing all around. And then I didn't get a chance to go to the... um, the festivities. Yeah, I went. I didn't. How did you like it? It was it was really nice. Like I feel like a lot of people. The whole Lake Street was basically closed down. There was like no parking. Mm-hmm. Um, I just loved how many people came out to celebrate and how many performances there were. It was nice to see that Amazon was the sponsor there. Yeah. Um, really? And just seeing yeah, and then they had all these like mobile um, little like truck trucks that yeah. had like were serving food and ice cream and desserts and it was just so nice to see um and there's just a lot of people so it's just nice to see your people mm-hmm. around you know and it's like a lot of people I haven't seen in so long we're there um it was nice it was nice no I think I I like the fact that like with Somalia having a civil war and everybody just scattering all around the globe it's so beautiful to see like people in Thailand in the UK in America like all of us are united because we all come from the same roots you know so it was Mm -hmm. really really beautiful to seeing on social media especially like all these people from everywhere you know all across the world celebrating the same thing I'm like oh this warms my heart I hope we can all go back there together someday inshallah inshallah so this episode is basically going to be about July 1st, yeah. our thoughts on the motherland, going back. Making Somalia great again. Period. <laughs> let's talk about that. But let's talk about that tweet that like made us feel some type of way about um, yes. how... Yes, yeah, I know. I came across this tweet. Um, this guy, I don't know where he like lives, but this guy tweeted that if you are basically like if you're a part of the diaspora and you don't like if you don't live in Somalia and you live somewhere in the West, you shouldn't be celebrating the Somali Independence Day. You should be celebrating the Independence Day of whatever land that you live at. Which I was like, that makes no logical sense. Like, why? A, some people do both, so why can't they do that? B, at the end of the day, we're still Somali. Like, regardless of where we go, like, we talked about this in our immigrant immigrant episode, regardless of where we go, we don't really fit in. Like, with us, we identify as Somali rather than American. Mm-hmm. Or some people identify as Somali-American. But the the fact that this guy was like, no, you shouldn't celebrate Somali Independence Day because you're not there, like, you don't live there kind of thing, was very weird for me to see. Like, that makes no sense. It was very illogical, and I don't know why he, anybody would say that. But I came across that in the timeline, and I was like, what? This, this is yeah, dumb. Yeah, that made me really upset. It's yeah, like, it's dumb. <laughs> we're your people regardless, so wherever we live, like, you can't tell me. I exactly. can't celebrate the uh, July 1st like that's my independence as well that's my motherland that's where my roots are from mm-hmm. so you can't tell me that and just like who are you to feel to like, dictate that right yeah, like are yeah. you the dictator of Somalia <laughs> no are you the president no are you the king no so why are you upset let us know if you guys maybe agree with that or disagree with that like what are what are your reasoning so is the guy in Somalia right now I don't know but I didn't like I didn't go look at his page I just saw the tweet and I was like this is dumb like I I thought about it and then I, I mentioned I texted you guys in group chat but I can't find it. I'm going to try to look for it again and see if I can maybe find the tweet, but I don't I don't know where he lives. I would assume maybe, you know, that mm-hmm. he probably does live in Somalia and feels but then again it's like that doesn't make sense. Like why are you why would you feel some type of way about other Somali people that don't live in Somalia celebrating like if anything that should make you happy because even though we're living outside of you know somalia and we're living in different countries yeah yeah. we're still not we still know our roots we still you know we Mm. still love it and want to celebrate it so why is it why is it a problem for you i know we're going to cover this like later but like being somali in minnesota like a lot of the time they tell us to go back to our own country and to see a tweet about people in our own country saying that we can't celebrate the independence day Mm -hmm. in our own country Mm -hmm. and like that's that's weird it's like being an outsider like a double whammy right being an outsider wherever you go Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, and then that just brought up the question of, like, we were talking about, um, like, is it our responsibility to go back? Like, should we go- be going back to Somalia? Mm-hmm. Like, I, for me personally, I feel like it is our responsibility to go back to our country. Like, you know, we got the education or whatever we needed from here, like, and to go back and contribute to, um, to, to back home, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that I personally feel like it's important to me and I feel like it is our responsibility I don't know how you guys feel about that I agree I agree yeah I feel like it's our country just as much as it is people living there and if we got do you feel like your responsibility like you should go back I want to. I don't know if there's necessarily responsibility. Like, I'm putting it on myself to want to go back and share whatever. I, I like, put basically my efforts in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think it's technically my responsibility. Like, nobody put that on me. Does that make sense? I think think it is kind of, like, our responsibility because also... Who else? Who else? Yeah, like, if we're not, like, if it's basically, like, our plants, right? And if we're not watering it and showing it love and, like, you know, allowing it, giving it that, that, you know, the love that it needs for it to grow, we're not taking, you know, we're not, we are the ones that are kind of, like, the, not the gatekeepers, but, like, we're the ones that have to go and rebuild it, you know? Like, if we don't, somebody else could take up our land, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like it could get yeah, but there's people there right now that are rebuilding as well. So I just feel like, but the thing, but how do you know? There's people that are from Asia. There's people from Europe. There's other places that not necessarily America. But I just feel like there's people there right now. There's colleges still in Somalia. There's still school there. People are still learning to to do better in their own community. So I feel like it's a it's I'm putting on myself as a responsibility, but I don't think it's necessarily like a must that you have to. If you don't feel it. Does that make if sense? If you don't feel like it. Mm. I think it's it's our job to go back and make it even more greater than it already is. But there is a lot, you know, yeah. it still has a long way to go. And it still has a lot of things that need to be changed and fixed and whatever else. But ultimately, it's up to us. Because if we're not the ones that are, you know, we're the ones that have educations from outside, you know, countries. That have all these other resources that some people there don't. And I understand that there are people that have lived in Somalia their whole lives and are thriving. And, you know, are went to school there, went to college there, you know, have businesses there and are living an absolute phenomenal life there. But uh, there's a lot of, you know, bad things that are going on there and we can we can kind of fix some of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? And I feel another thing is just, like, having an outside perspective. Like, we'd bring in new new ideas in different ways of, like, thinking about situations and, um, yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I was think, just, I was going to say something after you. I'm thinking about, like situations and how to fix some of the issues that are going on but also um but also it takes a village to fix Somalia is a huge country like and it takes more than one person or a couple people to fix it 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 should be like everyone all hands on deck what do you guys feel about like people that live in Somalia feel like they're like I don't know how to say this like if you live in Somalia you feel like you're good you know, like, you feel like there's nothing there that you want to be changed and how other people from Western world are coming and saying, we're building this, we're doing that. But they're the ones on foot living there. Does that make sense? They're yeah. living with the changes that are happening when people are telling them the input of the Western, this is when we need to change. This is the responsibility yeah. put on us to come change. This is the education I was just thinking about but that. But this is the education that we're bringing. Like, basically, we're taking our entitlement and yeah. everything that we got from the Western world and putting our own responsibilities 
connected to that and then taking it to Somalia and telling them this is what we're changing this is what we're building this is what we're doing instead of giving them the own input because no, they're I living that. I get that and I I literally was thinking about that right now because it's like we have this complex of like we know better we've been to the west we know better kind of mentality which we need to check but also we have privilege like we have we have certain privileges that they didn't get to have which I understand that you know maybe they are good and they like the you know living the way that they're living mm-hmm. but even okay looking at it from like okay looking at it from our backgrounds working in the social services field there's a lot of different changes that we can take to Somalia and we can help out just in the social services area and that's what we do right now in Mm -hmm. America right we can go back and establish some sort of social services agency or something to make it better like there's orphans there's people that with mental health how are people with mental health treated in Somalia there's a lot of stigma around that Mm -hmm. so we're using our knowledge and our education to go back and change something there because we know we know the truth of like how culturally how that's seen you know mm-hmm. so i get that there is maybe some people do feel a way like oh we're the westerners that are coming in and acting like we know better like mm-hmm. we're smarter than you guys let us help you kind of thing looking looking down on people and i get that but you have to understand that we have like i said privilege we have education we have resources that could potentially make things better and ultimately that's all we're trying to do because at the end of the day it's our country as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's like i mean when you look at it, most of the people in Somalia aren't, aren't going to, like, fight you over if you say, like, we want to reestablish this government or, like, build the government. Because mm-hmm. there is no government. There is chaos going and, like, just... I mean, there is a government. And there is changes there happening. Is corruption. And, uh, that, too. And I feel like a lot of people from West... Like, our, our government right now is from the Western world going there trying to build changes. But also, you need to understand that the people living there... So, my people are extremely stubborn. Mm-hmm. They do not like change. Mm-hmm. There already has co- corruption us going there and taking our entitlement our privilege even though we are trying to help and we're coming from let us help you we learned this they're still like we live here we've been living here for so long we've been doing this for x amount of years why am i gonna go and listen to you when you haven't even lived here you live that privilege i need america i will go to america and go live this does that make sense that's why i feel like when we take on the responsibility and it's our civic duty to go back yes it is but at the same time that doesn't mean that they're gonna listen it that doesn't, doesn't mean it doesn't but the thing is is like what we're doing is we're impl- implementing change like nobody like from my, the way i'm looking at it i don't know much about politics in america and in somalia i don't get involved in politics that's just i it, i can't because at the end of the day there's always going to be corruption in politics regardless of where you go there's always going to be some sort of corruption there correct right mm-hmm. yeah right there's always going to be some sh- shady shit going on so i don't get you know i don't get involved in that but looking at it like i said from my area and what I know and my expertise in working in the social services area, nobody's going to go there and be like, no, how dare you help orphans? Mm-hmm. How dare you try to talk to me about, you know, mental health services? I don't want to talk about that. I don't, I don't want you to come here and, and help people that have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's going to say that. When people are coming in and are talking about, oh, you know, we need to change the government and I'm going to come from the West and I'm going to fix you guys and I'm going to tell you it's all about democracy, then I understand why people would feel away because mm-hmm. there's all these other, you know, things with the culture and all these other things that people are not aware of, like there's, it's completely different. Yeah. I get it from the per- political aspect of why anybody would feel a way with us bringing our democracy over and acting like we're better than everybody and trying to change everything. But if you're looking at it from like, you know, food services or health or business wise or, you know, social services, housing issues, like nobody's gonna feel a way about those things. Those are things that are gonna help the economy, help people. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. all it's doing, it's good. Mm-hmm. But when you come in and talk about, oh, I wanna talk about, pol- you know, uh, policy changes or I wanna talk about political 
political issues, then people might start to feel some type of way because they're the ones, like you said, they're the ones that are living there. They're the ones that have been living there. They're the ones that it's going to impact the most, you know? Mm-hmm. So they, I, and I completely understand why they would feel a way because yeah. we're the outsiders, like I said, coming in. It's like white savior complex, but it's like the Western savior complex where we're coming in. We're from the West. We're from America. We know what we're we doing. We know better. Yeah, we know mm-hmm. better kind of thing. That I get, but we're looking at two different like topics kind yeah, of if that makes sense yeah and, yeah. I, and another thing is I feel like they would feel some type of way if we were like not respecting their culture not respecting like how is, you know like for mental health like let's say if we say oh we're gonna take all the people that have mental health disabilities and put them in a group home or something that's not something that's within our culture yeah. they want to stay within their family so mm-hmm. just educating the family and providing that education for them that that makes sense whereas like we're not just coming in and being disrespectful to them right. and like disrespecting the culture basically and and yeah, I also God. feel like tribe has a lot to do with it. Like, yeah, that's it, another tribe thing, has yeah. a huge thing if you want to make an impact and like make mm-hmm. like things to be um, like a smoother transition or implement things. Like tribe has a huge thing to do. So like if you go there trying to do change, even on social services, even if what you're saying is like amazing and it's gonna help so many people, just because of your tribe, they're gonna be like, oh, so and so's tribe is not gonna tell me what to do or what to do with my child or this orphan or X, Y, and Z. Does that make sense? So I feel like we have a lot of barriers with our own culture to get across before we mm-hmm. actually implement change. I, I I mean, I agree about the tribalism thing. It yeah. is a huge issue. I mean, even in the West, there's people that but, are our age that are, con- you know, continuing to talk about, you know, tribalism and all these things that are affecting, you know, that cause all these problems with Somalia and kind of bringing it to the West, uh, essentially. But I don't know. I mean, I understand it is a barrier. I don't know. I mean, I can't say I've been to Somali to be like, hey, let me do X, Y, Z. Let me do a service here mm-hmm. or let me set up some sort of program here and seeing how that, you know, how that affects everybody there. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak on it, but I don't think I don't think it'd be that huge of an issue. Like, I don't think it'd be that huge of a barrier if you were going in yeah. to try to do something. Yeah, I don't think it'd be that much. Of it a comes barrier, up. But then again, it's like, OK, if that would be a barrier, then how 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 could you like change that up to kind of make tribe? I mean, tribe is not really a bad thing, to be honest. Like, right. That's how to identify your lineage and like your your grandparents. And just that's that's like your family name. But people have turned tribe to be into something that's like uh, harmful negative but it's like how can we maybe we can use tribe as like a a positive way so maybe like there could be like multiple of us from different tribes that are working together to to reach the same goal you know Mm -hmm. so that could be some way to use tribe but i do feel like in the western world i well, this is my view on it. I feel like most of us here, the younger generation, we don't know much about tribe. And so maybe sometimes we hear tribe and we're like, oh, I'm this. Just to, just to flex on people. I don't know. I've seen that with some people where they say, oh, I'm this tribe. Just because they think they're Qatar or something. Yeah. But it's like you really don't understand the, re- the reason behind tribe. I mean, you really don't understand. We don't have that understanding of what it means. Another thing that I was thinking about um, was also... Um, I had this conversation with, I don't know, I think you were here in Estejo, um, with you from the Big Bros podcast. Oh, yeah. He was talking about how, like, all of us um, in different countries, like, so Somalis from UK, Somalis from America, Somalis from Australia, like, if we were to all go back to Somalia, would that be, like, our tribe? Like, we'd claim, like, oh, we're from US, or oh, you're from UK, <laughs> you're from Denmark. Would that be, instead of replacing a tribe instead? I mean, from from, like, people that have gone to Somalia, like, 
from friends that have gone to Somalia or even my cousin that went to yeah. Somalia, it they kind of are the outsiders because they're from the West. So, so everybody from the, yeah, so it's like everybody from the West is over here. Everybody from Somalia is kind of doing their own thing because like they're the outsiders. So they're the ones that are kind of somewhat segregated from everybody else. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it kind of is, but at the same time, it's like you have family there mm-hmm. and you have magat like you have a name, name yeah. you know, yeah. there anyway. So it, it it I mean, like you said, I feel like tri- tribe is not something bad. It's mm-hmm. just it's bad when people come up with these like stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah, yeah. I th- the way I think of it, it's like gangs. Like, you know how gangs originated, mm-hmm. you know, like from Black Panther Party. They, yeah. they, it was to help. It was to help us. It was to help us like have some sort of alliance. Like okay, you take care of this area, and you're gonna be you know bloods or whatever, and you take care of this area, and this is what you're gonna do. These are the programs you're gonna establish. To take care of that area, mm-hmm. kind of like that. But people took it and you know kind of messed it up and made it ex- completely what it, you know the opposite of what it was mm-hmm, meant to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. so I feel like if we look at the root of like what tribalism is for it's literally just to kind of keep you connected with your family, family yeah. yeah, you know it's like wherever yeah, you go you can go find that's another thing yeah. with like kids nowadays I just see them they just rep their tribe like yeah. basically like a gang I'm like yeah, yeah I'm it's, that's ex- and it's like exactly what it kind of is it's like why really are you like not- oh I'm an OG ooh okay alright cool bro like good for you I'm glad you're OG like okay wonderful or I'm a lander alright hey live your best life I feel kind of weird when somebody my age brings up tribe to me because i'm like first of all we didn't go up in somalia we grew up here secondly what you know about tribe like our world doesn't revolve around tribe the same way our parents once did when they lived in somalia so i just feel i don't know I, i just feel weird when somebody my age brings up tribe and they know more about it than i do sometimes i'm like i should get educated on my own tribe so that i can like fight for it but at the same time like we're all Somali so you're fighting for your tribe yeah no no, I feel like I feel like when it is when people are saying like problematic stuff about tribes like you know it stems from home yeah you know it stems from their parents just like you know how racist Adan kids Mm -hmm. get their racism from their parents because that's what they hear at home and Mm -hmm. that's what they're repeating often so it's like you didn't grow like you said you didn't grow up in Somali so who are you to say you have these experiences with these tribes? Because we don't disclose tribes mm-hmm. like that, you know, mm-hmm. like our parents or past generations uh, or people in Somalia do. You guys disclose your tribes to people? No, not unless they ask. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, but if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, Siham, what Qabila are you? Are you going to tell them? Yeah, like, do you tell not? Oh. What is this? It's not something I'm ashamed about, so why not? Some people find that, like, offensive, like, why you Yeah, that's me, what I'm basically. saying, yeah. yeah. I, like, why do you need to know? Like, because I, like, do not at all look at Qabila, like... Yeah. I don't even... Like, <laughs> I make I make stereotypical jokes about my tribe. <laughs> I, I don't even, like, no, 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 no. Like, if somebody asks me, like, yeah, no, it's none of your business. What are other, like, roadblocks that we face, like, if we were to go back to Somalia? To Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> to Somalia. You sound like a freaking valley girl, bro. We're going back to Somalia. That's, that's one of the roadblocks, sounding like a valley girl and coming in there and saying, I'm here to help you guys. You guys, You guys listen, don't know what you're doing. Listen. These are peasants. Yeah, they're going to no, they're gonna get that vibe never. off of I think I think one of our main roadblocks would be that us Westerners going there and, like, trying to look down on them. Yeah, and, like, yeah. trying to explain to them, like, you need this because I learned this education yeah, from America yeah. and I'm bringing it to you. You're, yours truly is bringing it to you, <laughs> you know? And so I feel like not only do we have tribe barriers, but we also have barriers within where we live. Um, and, like, I don't know. I just feel like so my people are very prideful. Um, and sometimes that comes to a default because we don't take knowledge from people or we don't take advice from people. We are, like we are better than you in every aspect. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's a barrier. If you're not receptive to the help, then then it won't be very helpful. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, again, it's, like, how you approach it, though. If you come, like... That's true. Yeah. If you come, like, with that, um, like, that attitude and the mentality mm-hmm. that you're like looking down on people and you think you're better than them obviously people can sense that and be like you know what i feel like we don't mm-hmm. want we don't want what you're saying but if you're like it's coming from a good place and you're like you know what i see this is a problem here like i the cake like i want to like take care of them and i'll forget like you guys are my family i'm letting you know so that would come from a genuine place so i think people can sense that and mm-hmm. like you know would accept it but then again it's like it's my country, so I can do whatever I want to do, too. <laughs> I can come here and build a house if I want here. And I mean, nobody's going to trip about it, you building a house. But, I mean, you got to check. You got to check, like, the... I house w- for the orphanage. Yeah, no, no, no. But you no, have to you be respectful can. to the culture. Right. And that's another thing. Like, maybe that's uh, um, another barrier that could be just the fact that we're not, like, very in tune and in touch with mm-hmm. the culture back home. Like... I don't even think it's the culture, per se. I think it's just, like, what the problems are. Because we... we we're not there, like, we we don't know what the problems are. Like, we don't know what their needs are. We have not mm-hmm. assessed everything. Like, we're here in America. What do we know about, uh, of Somalia besides what our families back home tell us or what's, what the media shows us, you know? Mm-hmm. So we need to go and actually figure out what the problems are and what ways we can help out rather than saying, oh, they, don't, they need X, Y, and Z. Like, we can't sit there and speak for them. I feel like the best way to navigate those barriers would be just to go there with the mentality that you're supporting what's already there instead of like, oh, I'm coming here and I'm fucking shit up. Like, I'm I'm changing everything about the social services or how they run things. Um, I like the, um, I think there's this, like, annual fundraiser. I think it's, like, during December time, I want to say. Um, and they help Somalia. And they, um, I think this past year, I think that, yeah, it was a mental health hospital this past year that they they focus on. And I feel like with them, what I like is, like, they actually went there and they're helping one aspect that's already being established, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, instead of going there and be like, Somalia needs a mental health hospital. I'm sure they, they do, but how do you know that Edna Adam, um, Adam the hospital that mm-hmm. she runs, doesn't also help with mental health and that you could just, like, support contribute her that, and yeah. contribute yeah. instead of, like, being like, I'm, I'm going to start my own thing, you know? And so there is barriers, but I feel like a lot of the barriers are just, like, insecurities that we have, um, like, with lack of knowledge, um... Of lack of knowledge of what's going on there, like we're exactly. not, we're not, sh- we're we're not, we don't know like what's happening there. That that makes sense. And also like this whole other thing about like just fear of like going back home, feeling like you're gonna die there if you go mm-hmm. there. Like you're gonna get maybe uh, dying of bombing or something. Yeah. You can get shot I mean, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You die anywhere in America. Like, period. Wherever Alafka the Google Korean. That's that's America can come get you. Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, um, I just feel like with the whole safety thing, it has changed a lot. Like, I remember back in 2010 when my mom wanted to go. Like, all of us were supposed to go to Somalia back in 2010, and we didn't go because of the safety. But now, the most recent trip that she went into, she was talking about how amazing it was and how, like, she loved it there and how there's this, like, most recent government has put a lot of structure in place. And so I feel like the safety is just insecurity, again, that we have living here and things that we've heard from back home that we're... We that we were just scared about you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's prob- okay. propaganda well, and, yeah mm-hmm. and another thing that i hear from a lot of people that went back to somalia especially people are people around our age like they love it they, they want to go back to and stay there for like mm-hmm. forever so i'm like i want to go and experience that myself i mean i'm not scared like if i were to go there and die that's i'm scared of every place <laughs> that's <everywhere>. what happened <laughs> but i would love to go that's not something that's gonna like hold me back because i know people that legit are saying like no will you get somebody because 
That's a wild thought to me. Because I'm going to get killed there. And it's like, okay, you can get killed here. Go to your local movie theater. Or Walmart. (laughs) Or school. Anywhere, to be honest. Like, going anywhere. What do you guys feel like... I know we don't like the term make Somalia great again, but what do you guys feel that you would like to contribute back to Somalia? Like, if we were to go back, well, inshallah, when we go back, we're trying yeah. to record episode of the Unwritten Podcast back in Somalia, you know? Yes. <laughs> but, like, inshallah, when we go back, what do you guys think you would like to contribute? I don't like, even where? know. Like, I would I would have to go there to figure out what they need and see where I can help out, where I can best be useful. I can't. I can't speak on any of that. You know, I don't know what social services they have set up. That's my own expertise. Yeah. So I have to figure out what they have going on, where I can help out, and what I can do. But other than that, there's really nothing much no, else that I can. Inshallah, like after I'm done with school and after I'm in trillions of debt, <laughs> I would love to go back to Somalia. Like I really want to like move there full time. Inshallah, and I really like want to go back to Somalia and like help wherever, wherever there is. And I really want to like be like more involved in the healthcare system and like mm-hmm. educate people on health and all that stuff. So I that's like my life goal to just go back to Somalia. Yeah. Inshallah. But no, me was- too. I would I would like to contribute more. I feel like I don't do enough now besides mm-hmm. like give money to like charities that are already helping there or GoFundMes but I feel like that's all that I can do right now Mm -hmm. um but inshallah I would like to visit and see I don't know if I permanently want to live in Somalia I don't know I want to live in a Muslim country and I don't know if it's Somalia that I want to live in yet yeah but I do want to help out as much as I can I mean what's better than a home I guess I don't know I just at home never home but always repping right yeah right right. (laughs) I'm wearing my blue and white Do you guys feel like, like, right now, my mom, every first of the month, she sends money back to her mom. You know, like, she sends money back to Somalia. Do you guys feel like that's something that we are going to carry on after our parents? Because right now, the way that we are, we don't really know our family back home. I mean, we know of them because our parents have told us about it, but we don't personally have ties to them. So do you think we're going to continue to pay their bill? I, 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 okay, wherever my mom goes, I'm going. So if my mom decides to go back to Somalia, I'm going with her. <laughs> wherever my mom goes, I'm going with. But I know my mom does want to go back to Somalia. Um, and if she goes and I decide to stay, I, of course, would definitely help, like, contribute. I know of, like, who, what cousins, like, she sends money to or, like, what aunts she sends money to. But it is kind of weird because I, like, you know, I'm very, like, socially awkward and my Somali's trash. So it's, like, going to be a, a bit of a barrier. But I definitely do want to help out wherever I can. Like, I want to help out if they need me to, you know, get their kids through school, whatever. I would definitely want to help out. But... I honestly I don't know much about even like sending money back home. Yeah. <laughs> like my mom just like run me my money, then she takes care of it and does whatever. Right. You know, right. So, I've never I would I've never personally went and like done the process myself. Mm-hmm. I actually most recently when my mom went to Somalia, I sent her money, and that's the first time I've ever stepped foot to a dabshil. And like you, he could tell that I don't know what the hell I was talking about, and he was asking me for my mom's Somalia number and all of that. And I'm like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the number that she has in America, but I didn't know that she got an entire new phone when she was there everything so i don't know it's it's completely different and the reason why i asked that question is because my mom like sending that bill to somalia is like such a big deal but say if my mom wasn't here i'm sending money to people i don't Uh, even know and so it's like i need to go back to my while she's here so that i need to get to make these people and make these connections so that later on i know that like where my money is going is somewhere good 
I mean, I mean, I hope in that in in that future, like that you know, somebody as well established enough that these they people can create yeah. themselves like a a, a a sufficient place where funds are coming in. Right, from, right. Then other than need, you don't right now, rely like, on you. Know, you. Right now, like obviously, I help my mom support my grandma and like my my whole mom's side of the family that lives there. But I also have like cousins that are my age that my mom put through school, and it's like okay, it's time for you guys to build right. money. Yeah, just because like, I'm in America for your family. Yeah. yeah, for your family too. I'm not gonna sit here and take care of my cousins who are the same age of, as me and send them money mm-hmm. who could they, potentially be happen. working yeah right. who could be working because yeah. it's like you guys already which that school. mentality I really don't understand either because it's like just because I'm in America does not mean that I don't have my own bills and like yeah. five million but of the thing my own is, shit to worry that's about that's why I, I wish I hope that we, we could all go back and like create like an economy where like everyone can find employment yeah, and, and take care of themselves and take care of themselves you know and create that like uh, that structure and that basis because that's something that's important like people don't have where the funds are coming from there is a lot of money in somalia but it's not it's not being like um utilized really utilized nicely a lot of people in our age group that are going back to somalia and contributing and doing amazing things but i recently like ran into this comment that said like um the opposite they said like uh the opposite perspective saying like you know the diasporas that are returning um come with this idea of corruption they come for vocational marriages to young girls and disappear and they're bringing in this whole drug problem that it's not known drugs and alcohol that's not known to somalia so how do you guys like no, are, we I saw, more I saw, harm, are we bringing more harm into the country than good? Okay, yeah. like, corruption is everywhere, so I, I don't really understand what that it's about. Because there's always... Like, rape is always going to happen. Murder is always going to happen. Like, drugs are going to happen mm-hmm. wherever you are. But this idea, we have seen, like, men, like, young no, men going No, but the thing is, that's here, not just Somalia. Getting married to girls. But that's not just Somalia. That happens, that happens in, like, Thailand and Malaysia. Yeah. Do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I that happens that. everywhere. I get that. But this but, has been, like, a really, an increasing number with our diaspora people no, going and I, back. And I, no, and I, I agree. And I think it's interesting because it... Like, okay, how do I say this without offending anybody? Like, I feel like Somali parents sometimes, like, enable their kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, well, you know, as a parent, you want to get your kid out of trouble. And you want to, like, make sure that they're safe, they're good 100%. Like, I know there's a documentary of from the UK where, like, there's, like, boys that are, are men, I should say, that are, like, committing crimes, like, mm-hmm. doing drugs, getting caught up in some, like, gang shit and all this other stuff. And then running home to Somalia and, like, doing all this fuckery there as well. Some of them find the light and actually change, but some of them are continuing to do whatever that they were doing, and they can't go back to the UK because they're gonna, you know, get jailed or potentially gangs are gonna come after them and kill them, right? Um, so, it's me- I feel like it's messed up that these parents are like kind of, re- like in a sense, enabling their kids, you know, mm-hmm. and like making sure they're out of like to make sure that they're not gonna get in trouble in the West and are sending them back home because they could potentially do the same harm back there too, and it's not fair to utilize Somalia technically as, you know a place for people that are yeah, yeah for, that are like harboring criminals essentially yeah. or like it does not make sense to me because it's like why why would you just take them from one environment to this environment they could potentially do the same stuff harm more people you know like yeah. if your kid's a murderer he's he should not be going to Somalia to, to hang out there you know there's very vulnerable people there anyways I digress but I, I don't think I, I understand why the locals would feel some type of way about it because you went out you left Wodanka you went to the west to go live your best life now you did some fuckery in the west and you're coming here to hide out that's not really fair to the people there yeah. or you might even do it again because exactly a lot of the time like psychopaths no consequences happen you know like, like no consequences it, it doesn't, happen it doesn't matter what what culture you're from psychopaths are there and I just feel like what if you just 
love to murder people. That's exactly just, my you point. You go out and get, murder somebody in America, get sent back to Somalia, and then do that fuck here again. And it's not like they control guns and all of that there. Exactly. Like, if somebody dies, you know? No, and that's so, exactly my point. Like, it's they are not facing any consequences at all. Mm-hmm. So you're literally taking your kid who is... Potentially a killer out in these streets mm-hmm. and taking up somebody to do what? Potentially do more harm? For what yeah. reason? I feel like we need the older generation a bit, but then at the same time, the older generation has a lot of fucked up mentality a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, and the thing is, we can't we can't go back to Somalia the way it was. We can't make it great again. Like we know. know we don't know what it was like back then, and the war happened, and it's like our parent, well, our, the older generation, not our parents per se, but the older generation, they want to take it back to the way it was, and it's like it's like there's no way Time's that changed. We, times change. It's not like we can go back to that, and so we need to think more about the future and like mm-hmm. think about how we can. Um, basically like have like a sustainable future honestly yeah, that's all yeah, it is and yeah. like you can't go back in time and be like oh in the 70s or in the 80s this is what Somalia was like yada yeah. yada it's not gonna happen we, yeah, like, go we have to move forward yeah. and that's the thing where it comes with the problem with the older generation where they want to take it back to the way it was Nabadda and all that stuff and Walraba like the peace and stuff but it's like we have to think about a new way but you saying like how do we even like take like, you know take that role on of like knowing what to do with the government well I, I don't know like would we go in with like would we have a democracy would we have like communism i don't know socialism <laughs> socialism i don't know yeah. or like don't have no government at all and yeah. just have everyone kind of do their own thing i know everybody talks about like going back home and fixing it and contributing and yeah. all that like mm-hmm. what is the ideal government what does the ideal somalia look like because we don't know the history we don't know the deep-rooted issues that are there um we are living in america and we know what it's like living in america and we know what it's like to live in a democracy and we want to take that and be like oh Somalia we're gonna do x y and z and it's like it, that doesn't really work out because there's people actually living there right now and then I don't know it, well, it kind of goes back is. into the concept of like responsibility how earlier we talked about like is it our civic duty and our responsibility to go back home and change it and it kind of goes is, back into that is. because we don't know like there's a lack of culture there's a lack of history a lack there's of- a lack of, there, there's a huge hole that we have in our generation that we need to fix before we can even go back and like try to say that's our responsibility it is our responsibility it is our civic duty to go back that's how i feel about it because it's our what done and like we need to build it back but it needs to be a collaborative effort from everyone that's coming and the thing is that like we need to start like all every single time i see somalia like somalia independence day oh somalia somalia will be great inshallah but it's like what are we doing to make sure that it's gonna be what are we doing to make sure that uh, our like are we having those conversations we're not but what can we do? Like, I know, but we West, can have. Can we, do? we we can do things by having those conversations, by going back home and actually like like. It, in our group friend, do we sit down and talk about like what can we do for Somalia? So, so what do you know about Somalia? What do I know about Somalia? <laughs> do we educate ourselves about Somalia? We're not doing that. The thing That's is, the we thing. we're the thing not. Is we tried, but there's so many sides. Like there's so many sides. Like and we so don't many even know our stories. history. But I can sit here and let you know about the American history, left and back. I can tell you who was president but this year. No. But the thing is, I, I like <laughs> That's I the, that's can. where we kind of fail because we don't know anything about our. I country. get that, but even if you go, all we know is corruption. We don't know anything else about our country. No, no, no. 
Even, even, <laughs> even, even if, even if, sorry, Sam, sorry to completely steal yeah, this from you. Yeah, Sam's been but, like, I want to say something. But, no, 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 I get that, but, like, even, I, okay, like, it, it can't be the blind, blind leading the blind, because that's essentially what it is right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how are we, how, the three of us, the three of us, okay, the Unwritten Podcast, if we sit down and have a discussion with Somalia, what, has, what are we going to bring to the that's table? That's why we need to educate ourselves. I get that. I get that, Emma, but you're saying that, that's what we need, okay, what can we do? Like, you're just saying these things, but I need, I need steps, I need objective goals, I need, I need you to tell and me. That's well, we need to figure out. We need to set that up instead of sitting here tweeting. Somalia, handolah, Somalia will be great, inshallah. Like we're gonna go back home and read. Like no, what are we doing? <laughs> okay, <laughs> my thing is earlier we talked about responsibility, and both of you guys are like it's our civic duty, it's it our is. responsibility to go back, in which I agree. But I feel like it's our responsibility right now to educate ourselves while our family and our our like actual like like my mom knows a lot about the history because she she used to work for like the banks and she used to be friends with the president and all that, you know. So I'm like my. My mom knows, I need to learn about the history. I need to learn about ducking kin before I can take on the responsibility of actually doing something, going mm-hmm. back to the motherland. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not even taking the baby steps. We're just trying to contribute. And it's like, exactly what you were saying, how we need to educate ourselves, how we're going to educate ourselves, how are we going to contribute? What do I have to contribute to Somalia right now? Besides like, money. What? Besides money, like, what do I have to contribute? I'm not even doing the bottom basics of yeah. just learning about who's president when. Gotta, gotta walk before, before you work. Yeah, before before I could do that so it's like it's not my responsibility right now it will I don't know it is your responsibility because you should do the baby steps exactly but right now I'm not ready to take on the responsibility to actually contribute the only thing I can do right now is send money and that is what I've been doing but I feel like we need to take little steps before education comes first if any of you guys I I need to okay listen if any of you guys are really into this and you guys are listening to this podcast please educate us more on like I understand that it's like our duty and we should know about it like but I feel like a lot of times especially when you talk to your parents about it they go into the, this reminiscing state of like what it was and like mm-hmm. their you know their childhood which is all great and phenomenal but it's like I need an objective view and like complete objective of this is what happened like yeah. a yeah. lot of times it's a skewed perspective especially like you know when older Somali like men especially get, get into it it's always like this Qabil did this and this Qabil did this and this person did that and that you know that group did this you know I need an objective the what? only thing is, uh, you ask, how do we get that education? Where do we get it? It's like talking to the elders because most of the elders have done their like passing away and like that's conversations that we need to have with them so and like, like get that get the knowledge from them. Because like I I didn't know much to be honest. Well, I this is so ever. I don't know anything about my child. I don't know. I cannot name it off. Like I just know just the the basic. And I was just mm-hmm. talking to my dad like one day because he's like, oh, we're meeting with this other or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And like he tells me, oh, this is like your other from. This, da, 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 and he names off and I'm like Alba I don't understand this tribe and like he actually like explained to me like the the reasoning behind tribe and what it means and like how people have turned around and it like changed my whole idea and perspective because I, I used to think tribe was like something really horrible I'm like don't talk about it don't ask me about my tribe like you're weird like kind of thing it's a personal so, question yeah it's a personal question um so it's like getting the education and like like actually like understanding of like the our history of what happened in Somalia and it's like communicating with the elders that's the elders that's I feel like that's exactly where we need to get our I feel like that's our only option at this yeah. point it's not yeah, like there's no history books, books. I don't or know there's visiting it visiting it and, seeing, yeah, and seeing, seeing all the things that are happening but if anybody really knows about the history of Somalia though that's a very good business idea like plan because <laughs> that's a really good business idea to write a history book or like mm-hmm. to do a YouTube channel talking about the history of Somalia because you know how many people 
people would actually watch it? Yeah, to learn everything about that. Would Honestly, be I would not be surprised if there is, but I'm sure there's some sort of opinion like. Rather but I need it. I there. need it to be Objective? in English. In English, yeah. No, Somali. You need to learn Luqadada. Uh, yeah, but I feel like there's different dialect to Somali that it just confused me. Like, sometimes when I'm talking to my... This is completely off-topic. But sometimes when I'm talking to my clients, it's specifically I have one in mind. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, I know Somali, yeah. but I'm like, I legit have zero idea what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm going to so nod my head and smile, and I'm be like, okay, how do you, I'll do that for you. I got <laughs> no, you. I have one that speaks off my mind. I'm like, sis, I don't know what you're saying. Like, yeah. sorry, babe. Yeah, so with Somali, there's just a lot of, like, conflict, deep-rooted issues that I, you know, hope, inshallah, in time will, like, get resolved. You know, we should really do a podcast episode just talking about Somali and its history because I feel like it would give us, like, the Mm. opportunity to actually research. Instead of right now, we're just saying we should do this, but take it upon ourselves to be like, we're going to do an episode about this and it's going to be, like, a part two conversation about the motherland and then i don't know i just feel like it's actually going to give us the we have to go out and you need to, you know what we need to do we need to i feel like especially with you and i i feel like it's because we didn't have an adequate ssa in college yeah therefore we didn't learn a lot of this stuff i don't know what your excuse is emily you guys had a pop in ssa y'all was, too busy. was, the, y'all was too busy the, the whole president, president. What were you doing at SSA? I mean, we did we did a lot. We learned about mental health in Somalia. What else did we learn? That's about? it. That's we all about, We learned about the culture, like the dances and stuff. Like I exactly I SSA all the dances. On dances but like, we need to know all the dances. I I've learned a lot about Somalia. Like, She's too busy doing Danta. Speakers. Okay. Yeah, but I was too busy doing Danta and looking cute in my hidi Anyways, I just I just feel like we need to do more than just you know putting it on Twitter. Somalia Hanolato putting a flag up on July 1st and then you don't think about Somalia until the next July 1st or until you hear about like a famine or something, something uh, like a, a, a bombing happening mm-hmm. like we need to like focus on more of the good things that are happening back home and like what are and like question yourself like as a person be like what am I doing to contribute back to my to my country and moving on to um, positive things we just wanted to do like a couple of shout outs for some Somali people that are having you know a positive of impact that went home and are actually making a difference in a great manner so we're gonna give them a shout out do you want to start Emma? we have two mm. people in mind yeah two people i mean this guy from edmonton that his name is Khaled hashi i hope i'm saying that right um he recently like two years ago like i believe it was two years ago he went back to somalia um and his grandma was sick at the hospital and like i guess there's no like there was no medical records of like um, like if you you know how they did like and you go to a different hospital or a different doctor comes in mm-hmm. like they would know what was going on with you and yeah. they didn't they didn't have that system back home and it's mm-hmm. like oh the next person that comes in a shift like literally just restarts and asks the patient like oh what are they doing for you so there was no system so he went on and created the system called Ogo um, which is basically keeping a medical record so like each staff when their staff changes or when you're going to another doctor so they have the records mm-hmm. of like you know what what was your history your medical history which is so important. so so important for like i don't even know how diagnosed like, like yeah, yeah anything a- anything so then um but yeah the article i was reading like he recently like his startup um company recently like joined um this i think it was like a contest or something in california um and it was like hundreds of like other startups that applied for it and only five won and he was one of those fives that won Inshallah. so yeah Inshallah. and they won like a grant to continue um like funding his program so Inshallah. Inshallah. yeah this is like very very needed and that's like 
amazing things people are doing. You go, Khalid. Um, I have uh, my girl. I don't know her, but I would love to know her. She's her such name is a Saadia. boss woman, She mashallah. is. I'm here for her. Um, her name is Saadia. So she is an engineer. First of all, that in itself is super badass. Um, but she started her own energy company. Um, in Somalia, and they supply renewable energy, and that is phenomenal. So mashallah, you go, you go, Sadia. Mashallah, keep doing you, girl. Yeah, I saw the pictures of her and her plant. And her, yeah, look yeah, how it's cute. so cute. Look I wish I had her little hat on. Hat on. Like, yes, sis, go off. Yes, Sadia. And that's exactly, like, we need that renewable energy mm-hmm. to create energy. Like, it's like, we need to catch up with the... Lovely ideas. I'm so here mashallah. for it. Yeah, mashallah. Shout out, shout, shout out to them. Um, but that... If you guys... Yeah, and if you guys have, like, more yeah. people that are doing positive things back let home... Let us know. Or, like, anywhere, like, let us know. Sh- send them to our even DM. Even so we can States. Dis- yeah, even here in let the States know. so we can discuss that. Because we really want to focus a lot more on, like, all the positive uh, um, things that people are doing. Especially... And see how we can help group. out, honestly. Yeah, cause in our age group, yeah, mashallah. We're trying, to, we're trying to do some volunteer activities and whatnot anyway. So let us know. Yeah, and make sure you guys are commenting to let us know about the episode and how you guys liked it or if you agree or disagree with anything that we said or if you have any other ideas regarding like this episode or future episodes um and make sure to leave comments on our um podcast page either on apple yeah Yeah. leave us a review yeah Yeah, leave leave us us a review review so then we can read it on our next episode you might get a shout out yes And I might send you like fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, don't want to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, Emily might send you fifty dollars. See him and I come to the house. Okay, that's that's Emily. The unread podcast. Well, my I'm we'll just put on our blank check to come. No, <laughs> yeah, I owe you. That's what we'll send you. It. I owe you. We're rich and famous. But that'll be it for this episode, guys. Catch us on our next episode. Um, and to stay uh connected with us, you can find us on Twitter with the unread pod on Instagram, the unread podcast. That's it. Bye. Bye. Peace out, Grasco.